Comics in the combat zone Comics in the combat zone Usually we make you laugh But now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes Hey there everybody and welcome to Comics at the Combat Zone on the Wrestling Brain Network. I'm Jordan Ducharme. And I'm Ben Stad. And we are back here to talk about CZW September Slam. Slam. Sorry, I don't know why I messed up right away. Uh, September 19th, 99. Uh, a quick addendum though. I had to uh, address something from last week's podcast. Is I, I had claimed very uh, victoriously that I had given my first 0.0 on an episode. And then when editing an, a, few, a previous episode, realized I'd given a zero already to episode four, which I believe was May Madness. Um, Is that the music one? A notorious the, yeah, we should, yeah, a dark cloud over the combat, comments <laughs> in the combat zone. Community. But that being said, I also made the reference in that initial 0.0 that if the music wasn't over the matches, it was actually a pretty quality show that might have even reached a highest high, like between the beginning with them wrestling on trucks yeah. and, and a few other good matches. So it's almost like, a, you know. You're taking accountability, but not really. Yes. Yeah, fair. I'm, I'm, back, I'm immediately walking back <laughs> yeah. this addendum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that came too close to banter for my comfort. So I think it's time we get into September Slam, uh, September 19th, 1999, a pre-9-11 era, this show. Uh, <laughs> I didn't said that either. I'm in a weird mood for this one, guys. Because the last week's show was so bad. That it was, like, truly, like, broke my spirit, and I was, like, wondering, like, what are we doing here? And this show, although not any masterpiece uh, or anything, definitely back up to to standard, I thought. Yeah, last week felt post-9-11. This definitely feels pre- That's what I was getting at. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Thanks for tying that up for me. more innocent time, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we're back in the CZW Arena, Mantua, New Jersey. Uh, We enter with a completely different ring announcer from uh, David Mysterio, the, the guy in the past. It's sort of like a tubby Super Mario-looking guy. He's got, like, these Coke bottle glasses. Uh, he looks like he's from New Jersey. I almost thought he looked related to Ron Hartog in a way. Did you clock this guy at all? I didn't know that he'd changed, but I, every time I see the announcer, I'm just like, that's Bruce Campbell from <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, like, the same vibe. Like, that feels like the... the they're I mean, old. this was before Spider-Man as well, so maybe that's where Bruce Campbell took it from. <laughs> they're CZW. always wearing clothes that are too big for them. Yeah, and it's like fancy jackets. It was like, get the fanciest suit you've got, and it's always just, like, purple. Yeah. Like, okay, nice one. The, the most expensive item in the <laughs> thrift store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we get uh, led by Primo Robbie Marino, a, a, a new star entering the combat zone from Times Square, New York, Johnny Cashmere. Uh, and this is the first time we get our black and yellow entrance next to the, you call it the entrance ramp. Uh, you have an actual CZW banner and it says ultraviolet wrestling on top. I thought the presentation looked as good as it has. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think they showed a lot of maturity by playing Jamiroquai instead of normal rock, the normal <laughs> dad rock that they've gone for. So I was, uh, I was into it. I'm but, sure, yeah. I'm sure they had to talk Zandig into it, but <laughs> yeah, they were like, "What? He's wearing a hat? I'm not playing that." <laughs> Bandanas only. So uh, Cashmere and Moreno come out in matching velour tracksuits, which is probably the most expensive attire we've seen in CZW this far. Uh, and then they start cutting promos. Now Robbie, again, in classic CZW fashion. We don't know this guy, never heard of him, never referenced, but he's going to be the first guy talking on the show. He says, I've been watching the news, and I wish that hurricane that just happened hit Mantua, New Jersey instead. Yeah, very, uh, very weird. Like, the, the, the dress sense was very much like they've seen The Rock once, and they were just like, that. so <laughs> yeah. that's a wrestler. He's and cool. they just Yeah, they're just dressing it. They both look like the most 90s looking people going like it was crazy mm-hmm. yeah it's a ridiculous look and also a ridiculous line it's almost i forget people made hurricane references before katrina but i'm like i'm sure there was a hurricane somewhere in the states yeah he's, he's just like riffing on that yeah i mean katrina wasn't the first i don't think <laughs> no, no, <laughs> i mean k in the <laughs> but yeah they and then he calls them oh yeah sorry i wish it hit new jersey and wiped out all you white trash and then the fans start chanting you're gay <laughs> and it leads into one of the more uncomfortable moments we've had to cover here in CZW. Because so, Moreno points out that the fans have often called him the F word. I'm not going to call it the six letter F word because we don't have a problem saying fuck on this podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely but not. When I, so when I say the F word, you're going to know what I mean. And yeah. literally saying that. 
And then the fans start chanting it yeah. as the land line was like officially crossed for me of good taste. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, because there was a, a notable uptick in production value, like still no commentary, but there was a notable uptick. <laughs> yeah, uptick in, from that down. Yeah, from that, and then just immediately the like. Uh, like just like no we're going to remind you that you're watching CZW yeah but like <laughs> I thought the way he turns it around I was like that's actually weirdly progressive because he's like he's like you're calling me that but you're the ones who are paid to see me kiss my brother and then just like, <laughs> like lays you know, locks lips like kisses and it's like so you know, and I was like is that progressive? <laughs> like I was like, is he being it? Like I don't know, but yeah, there was the F sir immediately was a quite heavy to to yeah. launch on. Well, and like we dealt with homo and and like even to a lesser extent Taco Bell, which I I will get a chuckle out of because it's so ridiculous. But when you just hear like, and again, there's a predominantly crowd full of kids, and at one point uh, during the match, it sort of later on it gets a bit boring, and the kids specifically start the F word chant, and you're like, this is really uncomfortable. But yeah. we're also in New Jersey, so it's like and the '90s, like they, they, it was like <laughs> yeah, New Jersey and the '90s. I'm surprised they said any other words. To be fair, yeah. Well, as a big Howard Stern fan, fan of Artie Lang, he would throw this word around well into the 2000s when you're like, <laughs> it just feels like a Jersey thing. At the same time, not excusing any of this. It no, all felt very really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I also am sure Robbie's not a gay guy. I'm sure he does, like, would Whip be it. offended by the word. Yeah, just, sort of. yeah. <laughs> and anyway, out to save the day, White Lotus comes out. Now, White Lotus, when we, he first, uh, I, I'm convinced now it is Quicksilver. I'm, uh, maybe one day we'll find out they're two different guys. But he's sort of made this transition from Quicksilver, which is like a just incredible looking jean short wife beater guy. So now he comes out with like white boxing shorts and like a robe and he's got this great entrance music and I, I'm starting to think White Lotus is cool. <laughs> Controversial take from Jordan. Uh, yeah. You see a lot of character growth on this podcast, folks. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I did actually think, I was like, whoa, he actually looks a bit more built now and I, and I thought as well, like just both of them, the, they were better intros. They looked better, they were shot better and it just kind of gave a... Uh, it was just a better intro to the match because yeah, it, it was yeah, it just felt better and like I liked the way he was dressed. He was a bit more in theme. He looked a bit more built, and I was like, okay, yeah, like forget the absolute. Let's let's get on with some wrestling. Yeah, totally. It felt that it felt like they've upgraded from like the bottom of the line camcorder money could buy to like a mid tier camcorder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. It really does look a lot better than previous weeks. Uh, so that's where we get Johnny Cashmere versus White Lotus. Uh, and it starts with White Lotus trying, like he hits a bulldog and that doesn't really work. And then he goes to hit another bulldog and Cashmere just lifts him and chucks him to the outside, which was just a funny way to start. Yeah. And then as soon as the referee starts doing a 10 count, which I don't know if we've seen before in the CZW arena, the fans start fucking with him by just yelling out random numbers between 10 and like four, seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can tell the ref's trying to like look at his own fingers for a second. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's a bunch of technical moves by Kashmir. Uh, he gets lifted and dumped to the outside. A Lotus sort of hits this like uh, the closest thing you'd call like a shine spot finally in a match where he's actually allowed to just run wild for a bit. And he gets uh, he hits a turnbuckle bomb, a springboard elbow. Back into the three amigos. The kids are loving White Lotus at this point. Yeah, the, it felt like for the foot, genuinely for like maybe the first time outside of like Zandig matches and stuff that the crowd had had a side. Like it, we mm -hmm. knew who was the crowd favorite and who who wasn't. Like because White Lotus, people were going crazy for him. Like I don't know totally what had happened, but people were loving him. And to be fair, it was decent. You know, rather welcome to the realm of CZW, relatively decent wrestling, I thought. Totally. I think CZW's always had the idea of putting the strongest in-ring guys first. Yeah. I think that's sort of what their mindset... Like, we had that Mike Quackenbush match from a few months back that we thought was, like, the best match <laughs> ever at the time, <laughs> yeah. based on what we'd seen. So I do think they put their workhorses in there. But I also feel White Lotus has this vibe of a guy who's, like, the, the comic and the comedy competition that brought half the audience. Like, he feels, like, very beloved yeah. by the crowd because he might be at their family reunions, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, but there is something. Like, it's not that he has much to him, but I think the presentation helps as well. Um, but White Lotus, he gets in Hardtog's face for some reason because he's meant to be the baby face. When Cashmere just pump handles, suplexes him right near on his head and neck. Like, it was one of the not quite Billy Baja levels, but he really, like, took a, a nasty dump on his head. And then Cashmere goes to lift White Lotus when he sent... Uh, sandbags him and then gets what, what? oh a fast count win sorry yeah White Lotus gets the fast count win at 554 
By the way, I should mention, you know the episode where I mentioned I was high when I watched it? I watched the first, like, third of this drunk off my ass because I was... And this sobered you up. I was assuming that it would be as shitty as the week before. Yeah, I know. So I was like, maybe alcohol will help (laughs) this. So my notes are, like, very tough to read. uh, But in the next segment, I fell asleep, and then it's back to normal. So if you're (laughs) noticing anything, I thought I, I should have mentioned that. For some reason, White Lotus goes to continue his attack when he gets outnumbered by Robbie Marino and Cashmere. This is just, just the tale as old as time with CZW. They can't get heels or baby faces right. Like, you had the two, like, velour-wearing, trash-talking douchebags having to defend against the baby yeah. face. It just makes no sense at all. Yeah, it's very... It is, and it's the unfortunate thing of, like, one step forward, two steps back of of just, like... They do the presentation well, you know, everything looks a bit better, but then they just don't quite know what they're doing when it (laughs) comes to writing and, like, the overall direction, which is what you need to build momentum. So it's kind of a shame that that's where it falls apart a bit. Absolutely. Well, you know, see, it's funny because CCW would eventually, uh, and in the long term, build momentum through insane viral clips and and gratuitous violence. But it's because they never had a booker and they never had like a booker's mind (laughs) attached to this. They've always been on this ship that never had a compass with Zandig behind it. And and this sort of just, it keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, next we get our hard cut. And then we're back with our special attraction match. This is something they said about three or four times in the night. It's a special attraction match. I think it was just when they don't have anything better to say. That's like <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, we can't say tuxedo match again. We've already used that one. <laughs> yeah. And then they introduce softcore Nick Burke. I don't know about you. I loved that. Yeah, it was funny. As a nickname. Because, of yeah. course, as a contrast to hardcore and his their names are Nick, you know. It's pretty good stuff. It was good. <laughs> that's that's the best writing we've seen on CZW so far. <laughs> and he is he, Nick Burke. If you remember from last show, uh, which is sort of a, one of the bright few bright spots of last show, is that they're sort of introducing a new character like this. He's the one who's trying to save the fans from hardcore wrestling. He says, "Are you ready to be saved? Because you're not going to see a chair in my match, not a table in my match." And he's soft core. You know, he looks yeah. like the Brooklyn Brawler. If you're looking for a reference point, yeah. And he's like, I mean. I don't know. If sound, I, I, at first when I was listening to him, I was like, "Is this a religious guy?" But I, I think he just doesn't, just doesn't like hardcore wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's like a cultish yeah. sort of dude. Um, but then, led by the sensational one, out comes Trent Acid, wearing a classic 1999 parental advisory T-shirt, which I like to see. Yeah, that's a different era. That you don't get that. Any, <laughs> you don't get the thrill of parental advisory on the CD you're buying. I actually sort of want to get that shirt now in 2023. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I do think so. do like theater shows. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be good. I think that's a great, a great 20, you know, 2000s vibe. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and he also comes out holding a beer, which again, I'm pretty sure we discovered he was 19, like on his debut. So in New Jersey, this underage kid comes out drinking a beer. Not that I'm getting on a high horse or whatever. It is just, <laughs> yeah. it is just funny to think it's like tacitly illegal. <laughs> yeah, that's CZW. You know, the police aren't watching yet. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they haven't sent any deathmatch guys to the local hospital yet, uh, which is it's a, a whole story we'll probably get to six years from now. But, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Anyways, Trent Acid starts cutting a promo, uh, calling them the Sensational Duo. Him and Sensational One. Sort of like that. I, I like this pairing. They're sort of, you know, odd couple, weird, weird yeah, guys. Yeah, I thought they were very weird promo. Like, I, they, no one can speak well no. in CZW. Well, and uh, it's, uh, other than maybe Sensational One has good delivery, but then when you hear what he's saying, it's so nonsensical. Yeah, he's got, like, <laughs> I, I like, yeah, like you said, he's got good delivery and things like that, but it's like, you know, with a comic who's like, really enthusiastic but their material is just like dog shit and you're like god if only you could pair it up with good writing like this would be great yeah you need Um, like the uh, whatever that guy who writes out in john's music is called yeah you need like yeah you need to get a songwriter like lady gaga you know you need to get her to write your stuff you know um and then you can perform it but i did think his red jacket was doing a lot of work for it it looked cool oh dude sensational one might be the coolest looking guy yeah yeah he was and by the way, before we tread right over it, the, one of the lines that I wrote down was like, Hey, Nick Burke, you look like a jackass. Wait a sec, did I say that? Because I meant you look like a dumbass. That's so weird, because aren't they like <laughs> the same thing? Like, it was, that was such a bad line. Like, I do remember chuckling to myself at how bad that was, because I'm like... <laughs> Imagine writing that backstage it, yeah. and being like, this will crush it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, no, I meant 
dumbass. Like, what? You're like, what are you talking about? Terrible line. Yeah, really bad. And, and it's funny because Nick Burke's alone. So, again, the baby faces are like two, two on one against this dude. Although, the sensational one's just the manager in this one. It's Trent Acid versus softcore Nick Burke. Uh, and Burke begins by requesting no chairs or table stuff. Like, he's yelling this at. Uh, Trent Acid, um, Nick's looking good with just reversals and stuff. And this is where, like, so it was probably 2 a.m. I'm, I'm pretty drunk. I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, this match has gone seven minutes in. I don't think I've seen a move. I don't think I've seen a bump. Yeah, there was, was a was lot. Was this of... just me being bored or was this a boring match? you got to tell me. No, I, I, I thought the same because there was a lot of talking. Like, I thought there was so much talking in this match and just, like, trying to do bits. I yeah, was they're, like, like riffing with each other. Yeah, it was very bizarre. It was like, is this an episode of Whose Line Is It? And, like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on? Because, they, yeah, they're trying to get do jokes. They're trying to, like, Well, Trent Acid's and... got that three-beer confidence at this point. Yeah, but... they're, and they're just... They've all got three-beer confidence, I think. <laughs> like, they're all... They're, they're all like, yeah, chatting, and and when they are doing moves, they're like making weird sound effects as well, like mm-hmm. like they're in a comic, like they'd be like, and you're like, what are you? What is it ASMR before it was a thing? Like, what's what's going on? Very strange. I don't know if Shades of Mick Foley maybe who would sometimes throw some of that out, but yeah. So Burke does a people's elbow variation and calls himself a sports entertainer in the ring. Uh, but it's just slow heel tactics. It leads up to a literal sleeper hold. And that's when the fans start chanting, this is boring or boring. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Finally, like some validation. Yeah. Um, and then this, I have written here, literally put me to sleep was the sleeper hold. I was like, this is enough. Went to bed. And then my writing gets much better at this point. <laughs> and, and as does the match sorta. So Acid finally makes a comeback with a drop kick and a super kick and then a black back flying elbow like in quick succession. Sort of like White Lotus. Like if you just double your pace for like a minute, I'm going to be into the match. Yeah, because it was definitely a nice... As it went on, it got better for sure. But because the start of it is so bad, mm-hmm. you just people are just checked out. Like that's the thing with CDW still is like the matches are too long. They're not good at cutting out chaff and definitely. things like that. And just knowing when a bit of story building works, when it doesn't, when to, to drop the pace and things like that. Because... Yeah, overall, I thought it was an okay match on balance, but just the way it started was so poor. Yeah, I, it was literally like 10 or 11 minutes in before this thing picked up, and it's just like that is too long for guys who aren't that good at wrestling. Yeah. Um, they do this, the you know, the exchange of near falls where it's like a reversal, one, two, yeah. one, two. And it's like the sloppiest, like shittiest version of this you've ever seen. Yeah. But the fans eat it up. Like, yeah. They love it. It is It's really... <laughs> It's like when you go to see a musician or whatever that you've been waiting ages, and you're like even if they mess up, you're like, yeah, I love this. And it's mm-hmm. the same with that because like that's technically f- very hard to do, I think, and they shouldn't have even attempted to try and do it because mm-hmm. it doesn't look great. But the crowd are just like, oh my god. But usually you'll see like five or six variations of a roll, yeah, where they just kept going back between the same. It was like, like a two. seesaw. <laughs> yeah, it was obscene. It was really bad. Um, and then Burke hits like a brutal sit-down powerbomb where it just looks like Trent sort of landed a bit low on his shoulders. And then he sits Trent in the corner and misses a moonsault. Uh, and then Trent, which taught me this is going to be a recurring spot in his matches, I think, reveals his ass, uh, <laughs> pulls down his, his uh, singlet, and it gets a huge pop from this like, child audience. And, uh, and it's only until this point did I realize the whole spot, like it's because he does a moonsault while he's mooning the audience. It really took me seeing this two times before I put that pun together. Uh, and yeah, so he hits the moonsault. Uh, and then, <laughs> what, what's his name? The outside guy, or sensational one, breaks up a pin that tries to hit Burke with a beer bottle. Uh, and the ref takes it away from, or sorry, so I fucked this whole thing up. He kicks out of that moonsault. Sensational one tosses uh, Trent a beer bottle. But the referee sees it, grabs it out of his hand, and then Nick Burke rolls up Trent at 18 minutes and 30 seconds. That's, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, this show's one hour 50, and that's it's like 18 minutes is way too long to to have dedicated to In a match, match with no stakes. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't know these guys, really. There's like, no got, story going into it. I like the Sensational One's jacket, but I don't need 18 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, like, that, was the, that was a highlight. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sensational One actually gets in the ring and then yells at the referee and then asks the crowd, should we knock this guy out? Uh, like to the referee, of course, Ron, senior referee Ron Hartog. And Trent tells him, you're not worth it. And then they leave. And it's like this deflating like, <laughs> yeah. flat finish. They just don't knock him out. 
Um, but then we cut to maybe my, I'll say before we get into it, maybe my top segment of this card. I love this next match. Uh, we get another special attraction match as Justice Payne enters with Big Daddy Smooth to like a huge pop. Like almost like a, like biggest star on the show so yeah. far pop, which was interesting. And instead of going to the ring, he walks up to the upper stage area that we always talk about, usually reserved for main events and like dives into the merch table. Uh, but he goes up there with a microphone and starts cutting a, a classic, terrible Justice Payne promo. Uh, again, partly because the audio is bad, but mostly because he's really bad <laughs> at cutting promos. Uh, and he says, I was here, I'm meant to wrestle Lobo, but he's not cleared after Justice Payne dropped in on him last month. Which, if you remember, was the insanely dangerous spot from the roof of the arena to the Pyramid of Hell. Yeah, Hell-up. and I was incredibly surprised that they were doing medical clearance. I don't know <laughs> if they were, if if they actually did or didn't, but I was like, okay, this that's not the thing I expected from CZW, medical <laughs> clearance. I don't know who the... You know, Nick Riviera from The Simpsons is doing the the doctor's <laughs> yeah, clearance yeah. and stuff. But I was like, fair play, lads. Like, if, if, yeah, Lo- Lobo's going to come back with an arm attached to his leg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a, I was also surprised they called back anything that happened the month. They so rarely actually do callbacks to, to events that happened. Yeah. And sort of just treat it like a, an ongoing thing. Uh, but he says, so... Uh, now that Lobo, he's basically calling him a pussy, uh, but now <laughs> I get the night off with pay. Wait, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets his own, his own yeah. swerve for himself. And he's like, I don't know what's hap- I don't know what's happening on the card. I don't give a shit about the rest of the roster, but whoever wins the next match that's about to happen will get a match with me later tonight for the CZW Iron Man title. Did I say I get a night off with pay? What I meant to say was <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he says that? <laughs> no, he doesn't. I think it would have been that would have been a great callback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been. He, he should have shouted out sensational. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so I'm thinking we're going to get, you know, two hot prospects, uh, maybe like someone they said, I'm assuming Rick Blade maybe, uh, to see who's going to get to fight Justice Payne in the main event. Maybe they try to elevate someone. Instead, we get hailing from somewhere in Pennsylvania, the return of Barr. Out comes, yeah. Out comes Barr. If you remember him, I forget. He had one match before, and I, I can't remember what the stakes were, so it's who gives a fuck. <laughs> and then his opponent, John Dahmer. And who enters to bow at the bar actually, which was sort of cool from Kid Rock, but that's <laughs> Kid, all I'll say about yeah, John the words Dahmer. Cool and Kid Rock don't belong in the same. Or John Dahmer. <laughs> or John Dahmer. Yeah, yeah, true. Actually. Who sucks more between <laughs> John, John Dahmer and Kid Rock? I hate it. We, uh, we, you know, we're on record hating John Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, He's we do. Probably our least favorite talker in the company. This is an anti-John Dahmer podcast now. And and so I thought, like, are they going to elevate John Dahmer? into, like, a main event scene? Is that where we're going? Because surely Barr isn't going to win this match. Uh, what did you think of this? I thought it was awful. Yeah, I, I, it's very mediocre and just very weird. Like, I think the Lobo thing was genuine because there's no way this was the plan, like, to have this match. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's, it's not great. And John Dharma, yeah, isn't a great wrestler. Barr's not good enough to carry John Dharma <laughs> to a good wrestling match. So it's just very strange. And, like... It is an odd thing to just dump in the middle. Like, I don't know. I guess they were like, how do we change it up? Because I was like, oh, maybe that's, you know, when he said Lobo's not medically fit, I was like, oh, maybe that, why that, that's why the last match was so long. Yeah. But then they did this. So I was like, oh, no. Like, and, and then in case you think we're being negative, Justice Payne himself pipes up on the microphone. He's like, are we really going to see fucking Barr versus John <laughs> Dahmer? Like, who wants to see either of these guys face me? And I'm like, you said it, man. So <laughs> yeah. I was getting, like, angle alert in the back of my head at that point, but I just didn't think CZW had it in him to pull off an exciting angle. No. Uh, but anyway, we do get Barr versus John Dahmer, which sucks. Uh, and Dom, Dahmer controls early. He hits his textbook suplex, as he calls it, in the ring, <laughs> and then a pump handle power slam. Bar reverses with a sunset near fall and hits like a really shitty jawbreaker that Dahmer didn't know if he should sell or not because it looks so bad. Yeah. It's always funny in wrestling. Like, I guess I got to sell this phantom bullshit. Yeah, because then, like, in especially in CZW, there is just like a lot of, you can see their heads like they're just looking over at each other quite a lot being like, shit. Are we gonna? <laughs> am I meant to? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I mean, Dahmer is the lead trainer here, so he should know. Uh, <laughs> he shoves the ref at one point and then hits like a, a low blow in front of the ref. I got the idea that the ref was meant to be like turned around, but then didn't, so he just low blows him in front of the ref. Really dumb. 
Uh, Dahmer hits a, he holds a sleeper, but Barr actually powers out of the sleeper and then hits a desperate clothesline with a neck breaker. The match is seeming okay, and, and that is the benefit of low expectations, I think. Cause yeah, I mean, I put completely passable, and I think... Inoffensive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, you know, Dom and Dharma, I think that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a great, that's what the, yeah. That's really um, good. That's, yeah, um, but yeah, complete like, passable. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I think speaks to the, like, how surprised I was, how much I enjoyed this episode, that I'm going, yeah, Dharma match was passable. Yeah. Like, and if you go back and listen, folks, that I really hate every John Dharma <laughs> match so far. And he didn't speak. He didn't speak. Yeah, he Other didn't. than the bullshit riffing in the ring or whatever that everyone does. But he didn't get a microphone. No. Uh, and then, uh, Barr, it's weird. I have written here the people's lion salt, because he does the rock <laughs> Like starts with yeah. it, and then instead of an elbow, he tries to hit a lion salt, but he misses, of course. And then Dahmer <laughs> hits a big lariat, and then hits his classic spine buster, which you know he's going for the finish. When out of nowhere, a returning TCK appears. I was shocked. When did, yeah. when did we last see this guy? Was it May Madness, or maybe the? It might have, if not then, the month after. But I'm pretty sure it was May Madness, which is the fourth. It was May, and we're in yeah. September. Yeah, so it would have been a few months. Mo- yeah, it would have been a while. I mean. It's cool to have like the like they start building the ability to do this sort of stuff. Yeah, like I can't wait for the kingpins to return from <laughs> oh. taking over the EC from ECW or wherever <laughs> they went to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool that they can sort of have this now, where just people are just turning up, and you're like, oh, that guy, yeah, sweet. And I think we both knew exactly where this was going as soon as you see him. So uh, he shows up with weapons like he always does. He smashes Dahmer and Bar with a trash can lid, sets Dahmer up on the table, hits like a picture-perfect chair-assisted springboard leg drop from the top to a big ZZW chant. Yeah. Uh, and then he hits X-Factor uh, on Bar and wins the match <laughs> that he wasn't involved in. It's 7-0-1. Yeah, I don't know about the... <laughs> I don't know. There's no rules, I guess. But no. yeah, it's just like can can someone just do that? Like could, I don't. I'm sure it's happened before in other rest. Could like, I do this? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Can I just show up to <laughs> during the Royal Rumble and just be like, well, I guess I'm the Montreal screw. Like I'm just the champion now, aren't I? It's, yeah. I'm going to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. I've got money in the bank. Yeah. It's just like can. I mean, it's cool that he shows up and. You know, in the excitement. I think it's the best thing this company's done in ages. Yeah. I, I really liked how this was executed. Yeah, and and maybe, you know, it was, I guess maybe it was the plan. I don't know. I still don't think it was personally. I think maybe there's a different match. I just don't know if you I have... wouldn't be surprised at all if Lobo was legitimately injured for yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, or just from the last few months. Like, he, he puts himself through it every single month. Yeah, he really does, especially in that Venom shirt. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, and it was good to have, like, a moment like that and kind of see that building in and felt company. like tck because they always call him the rookie and it's funny it's like it's like when the guy who's been doing comedy one year tells the three-month guy he's a rookie or whatever like yeah. they're, they're all fucking rookies but tck was always sort of uh, him and rick blade were the young upstarts whereas blade's more of a technical guy and uh tck is more of a hardcore guy so to see him get this ovation and now he's getting an iron man shot felt like an elevation of him yeah it just felt like good booking i think the book the good booking was what was refreshing about it yeah um, anyway, so TCK says Justice Payne is getting fucked tonight, uh, but not by, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said, he said I'm going to fuck you, uh, and, and you're going to be screaming a name, but it's not going to be Gages, oh no, you're going to be fucked, but it won't be by Big Smooth, and you'll be screaming a name, but it won't be Gages, and he will avenge Lobo, who he respects, his former blood sort of rival, which yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay promo by TCK. Yeah, by CZW standards, very good promo. Maybe one of the best we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Then we get our hard cut. And for some reason, Nick Burke is back in the ring, uh, which I just hated to see. I'm sort of like, we saw this guy for 18 minutes and a half earlier, uh, and I'm sort of over it. it yeah, you- I, I don't really like that, the, the gimmick. Like, I don't know. I didn't follow it much in other companies, but I, I presume there's been other wrestlers whose gimmick is just like, I'm the... The clean butt and the goody two shoes and stuff, and I, you know, he's like, I don't like, I'm, I don't. Well, the mo- the most famous one would have been Cactus Jack and ECW. Like, yeah, he was truly like being courted by WCW. He's not one of these guys who would never be signed. Who's just sort of referencing it. Yeah, like they were trying to sign him, and he was telling him like. Yeah, I could fucking spill my blood for you animals for no money in a gym, but why don't I just go sign that million-dollar contract with Eric Bischoff? And it was actually fucking awesome. And yeah. it, it is sort of what I think Nick Burke's trying to do. But Cactus Jack, he is not. 
and CCW is now ECW. So <laughs> yeah. there's a whole bunch of wrong things with it. Uh, but I just uh, it's like I mean, give a guy a segment. I, I know Zandig's prone to multiple appearances, but I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're going to burn me out on guys. It sort of was like when Kingpin's return and won the title. It's like that was the fourth time we'd seen them that night, and you're sort of like, uh, enough can even be for enough. Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, even for, for us, it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's saying he wants the crowd's love, and he's willing to change. He says, I'm going to go ultraviolet. I'm going to be ultraviolet. And he takes his shirt off, and he's wearing a violet-colored T-shirt. Uh, see, isn't that what you guys want? Ultraviolet? And the announcer actually takes a mic and corrects him. He's like, it's actually ultra-violent. And it was just like, as unfunny as it sounds, like yeah. they're having this horribly choreographed exchange. Yeah, it's very, it is very strange that like, there's been... That's such a bad... I don't know who wrote that. I don't know who did that, but they should be ashamed. Who? I, I never understood writing something like that and thinking like, oh, if they say it properly, it'll kill. But it's Yeah. Like, like, who would ever think this would kill? It's the worst material I've ever heard. Because there's no way you should have the ref genuinely... If you're going to do that as a joke, you need him then to rip off his shirt and go, I know I was wrong, or like, whatever. You can't have the ref be like, oh, actually, they, means, they say an ultraviolet. <laughs> it's like, what, do you, what on earth is going on? Yeah, you've just blown it completely. <laughs> yeah. But then you cue Nick Hardcore, Nick Gage's shitty music, uh, and the fans are sort of singing along to it, and out comes Hardcore Nick Gage to cut a promo. I wish I knew the song. I just can't remember it. <laughs> Nick Gage, the first thing he says is, I'm going to put his fucking ass in a grave, which was sort of <laughs> nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's yeah. like we're starting to see the real Nick fucking Gage emerge. <laughs> yeah. But then out comes Wife Beater, like two seconds too late to actually fight Gage. He's sort of standing at the outside. Like, uh, it's almost like he went to attack him, but he was just a second behind. And then they get in the ring, and Nick Burke sort of just disappears out the back door, and we get Wife Beater versus Nick Gage, uh, with no reference to the world title uh, or anything, because Nick Gage is, of course, the champion of CZW. Yeah. Uh, we would find out this is a CZW title match. Yeah, I think... Um I, you know, I'm, you know, my rule is I always respect a wrestler in jeans, and like I'm a bit. <laughs> it's such a shame that he's called wife beater because <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> like I really, yeah. li and I don't want to be like I really like wife beater uh, <laughs> because he's. I think he's like fucking jacked as hell. He's, he's so juiced. Yeah, he's yeah he's no that's natty bro. He's a hundred percent natty. Um he's, he's just got nineties steroid body. Yeah, definitely. In the but best way. He's in jeans and that's awesome. But he's called wife beater and I'm just like, oh man, because he's actually like genuinely funny and like good at wrestling and like good but i'm just like please change your name doesn't even wear a wife beater no which might like sort of be like a pun it's like i don't i think no this guy just beats his wife i think that's the gimmick <laughs> and he loves it like i don't i don't know what, what on earth is going on um yeah it's very very strange because it's just he's very charismatic like he mm. does inbuilt charisma to being jacked as fuck but he's also just a very charismatic person you can tell when this guy walked into the gym zandy got excited and was like, oh man, I think we can do a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think we can do a lot with this guy. Because yeah. uh, if you remember, he debuted last month. It was one of the only, I guess you could call it a high point of a show I gave a zero. Um, but he, he was sort of interesting looking. He does have the same terrible manager that I just fucking can't stand. Ma Max Mack or whatever his name is. Uh, he's he's just out there out of nowhere and it just, it just fucking drives me crazy. Yeah, he's the, the guy... He looks like he's about to charge you a lot more than he should for repairs on your car. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's very. He's. I don't like his vibe. And wife beater doesn't need him as well. Like, if you're gonna put a manager with someone, put a manager with someone who can't cut a promo. Yeah, wife beater that, speaks all right for a CZW. Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also as a manager, he's not good either. So just maybe get rid of him. <laughs> like, yeah, you assume again every time you see someone with no talent that doesn't belong there. I assume they're a drinking buddy of Zandig's. Yeah, and that's just the rule. So wife beater controls this match early. He's, it's a sit sit out power bomb, basic strikes. He, it's a top rope punch to the balls on, on Gage. He starts trying to do the ten count or ten punches on him. Then out of nowhere, so Wife Beater lifts up Nick Gage in the gorilla press position. We sort of see Gage shoot at people. And then he just throws him clean outside through a table, like in one motion. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, man. Yeah, this is, I mean, this thing, like, and why, again, oh, it's such a shame it's called Wife Beater, because it's a really good match. I really, mm -hmm. I think he's like, you know, Gage is, is a decent wrestler at this point. You know, he's not doing the crazy stuff just yet. But, like, they're both decent wrestlers, and it's 
it's good to watch. It's exciting to watch. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. When I, I always love matches where it starts sort of mundane and then they do an insane spot to sort of be yeah. like, oh fuck, that's how we're ramping it up. Like it's going from zero to like ten. Because this really was like a, a pressed right over his shoulders to the outside through a table. Like it was, it was a crazy bump. And then that's when I realized Max Mac is here and he pours chips, or as you Brits call them, crisps. Uh, all over Nick yeah, Gage, this, all over his fallen body, and he starts just talking shit really loudly. This is a crisps podcast. <laughs> We're gonna say none crisps. Of that chips nonsense. All right, yeah. Well, I am on the soil here, so I will, <laughs> yeah, I, I will adhere to crisps. Yeah, Visa relies on you saying crisps, <laughs> even though I'm sure most of the wrestling brain audience is like, "What the fuck?" Crisps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the clears the crowd out of the way, and Wife Beater throws Gage into the chairs two separate times, and, and it's like. They don't have an, a direction they're going, so they've literally cleared half the crowd out of their seats and then fucked up all their chairs. I'm sure it was just, like, a long break after this match to reset afterwards. Yeah, and, to be, and I thought as well, like, the um, the camera work in, in the episode is, like, I don't know whether they hired someone new or we're just seeing the character arc of the camera do- the camera guy <laughs> throughout the show, but it's, it's decent even when they're in the crowd, which has been a big Achilles heel for... Totally. For the matches where they just don't know where they're looking, but in this like they kind of follow it quite well. They catch most 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 of the action, um, and yeah, I, I I was I was really enjoying this match. Yeah, me too. Uh, and they're going through all that plywood that the drywall they always break all the time. Um, and it the only like uh, criticism I have uh, of this match is like it's it was tough to actually write down move by move. Because a guy would hit like a crazy move and then just wouldn't sell it. He'd get back up and be on offense right away. And it's almost like, so I'd have written here like, oh yeah, wife beater throws Gage through the drywall and then Gage hits wife beater with a pile driver. And it doesn't make sense at all based on like what I've just said, but it's because they just aren't really selling and they're just going from move to move to move. Yeah. And and to be fair, both of these guys feel like they would um, be, if they worked in construction or whatever, they'd also be just putting plywood over their heads. Like <laughs> yeah. they would, these guys would discover that they both can't feel any pain and would be like, let's see, let's see a brick. Let's see how this does and things like that. So I imagine they're just like, they are no selling it, but also they probably don't feel a thing. I mm-hmm. mean, I know wife beater doesn't cause the steroids are just annihilated any sense of feeling, but <laughs> yeah, he's just like, they're both just going for it. Yeah. And then Nick Gage hits what I can only call a beautiful swanton bomb. Like, picture perfect. And then yeah. gets right back to the top and then hits a, a flying headbutt on the guy. Again, get you're right. Gage is not, like, uh, the top guy in the company, but he's far from the bottom guy. Like, he really did. does look like he belonged in the ring with this guy. Uh, and then that's when Max Mack gets in the ring and hits the worst chair shot to Gage's head. <laughs> it's so... It's, it's really bad. Just, if you've ever seen Hulk Hogan swing a chair, if you haven't, Google it. It was, like, a Hulk Hogan-level... Just weak pussy, like, I don't want to hurt this guy chair shot. Yeah, it's very strange, especially on Nick Gage, who powers up through pain as well. So you're like, why are you hitting him like this? Because, like, Gage kind of sells it, and you're like, oh, I feel so sorry for you, because (laughs) it is the worst chair shot I've ever seen. Like, and I'm not... You know, I'm not pro chair shocks. I know what they can do, but also go, give him a bit more welly. Dude, like, Gage, Gage is the type of guy, like, if a partner in bed asks you to be rough and you don't want to, and you're sort of like, eh. Yeah. You're like, no, harder. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like oh, put me through the drywall. Like, <laughs> let's stop having sex. Put me through this drywall now. That's what Gage needs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, uh, Mad Max is distracting the referee, which makes no sense considering what he just did in front of the referee. <laughs> this chair shot. And then as he's distracting the referee, Burke gets in the ring. Nick Burke, softcore, attacks from behind, and he hits a filing cabinet, like a mini filing cabinet. This thing looks <laughs> fucking rock solid to the to Gage's head. Uh, and Wife Beater wins and is the new CCW champion at 12 so, minutes and 7 seconds. I was, gen- like, first time I've ever been, like... I take my hat off to you, CZW. That was good storytelling. Yeah. Like that, I was like, I was genuinely amazed. I was like, holy crap, they've done it. Like, there's a sprout of like hope in me now. That Especially it goes after that last segment. Like, yeah. These yeah. Are two good ones in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. But like, you know, that, I, I think this was just, I was like, wow, that's, that was unexpected. That was a really good match, really fun match, and ended in a way where I was like, Oh, awesome. Like, whoa, I'm excited to see what happens now. Like, yeah. what happens next. That's crazy. Well, and they've had firmly established wife beater at the top of the card. Um, and, yeah, Matt, I just hope this Max guy doesn't stick around. Because he cuts the celebration promo afterwards. 
and he's like, this guy's only been here for two matches, and now he's the champion, which yeah. is true. But I'm like, I get like you said, White Beater knows how to cut a promo. I don't know why this is necessary. Um, <laughs> and then after they all leave, Gage gets in the ring. I totally forgot about this, so I'm glad I wrote it. Gage gets in the ring, and he's like, Nick Burke, this isn't bullshit. This is a shoot. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I was so in. I was like, I hope he kills him. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, I was like, like a legitimate death threat. This is a shoot. Yeah, dude. I popped for that. I was like, I hope it's not a shoot. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Then we get a cut, uh, and just it went, once you hear the names in this next match, if you've been listening to every episode, you're going to be excited. Because uh, we get Zandig, who's introduced to Metallica, with a guy I can only refer to as the biker, because they've never named this guy. He's been out since uh, like episode four or five now, and he's just not, not mentioned. Uh, and then he's followed by his opponent, Rick Blade. So then the match just begins, Zandig versus Rick Blade. What did you think when you saw these two in the ring together? I was like, what a, what a clash of cultures. <laughs> Rick Blade, uh, yeah, very technical, and Zandig, uh, an enigma in terms of how, how he is, who he is, and that's what makes him cool, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, he does, before the start, he does appear to suit, he, also during it, like, um, he suplexes his par- partner, his partner, mm-hmm. Rick Blade's partner. I was like, equal opportunity suplexes. I'm into <laughs> it, that's fair. Yeah, Zandig, uh, like Lady Blaze would get very involved in this match. But they do a classic CCW thing. It's it's as basic as fucking up a hot tag. Like, Blade doesn't even wait for his name to be announced. He rushes the ring to go sort of rush Zandig and sort of attack the big guy by surprise. And Zandig just clotheslines him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't get a minute of offense before Zandig's just beating him down. It's so funny. Uh, and then Zandig, this is so weird. So the biker and Zandig are holding him, Rick Blade, down. And then Zandig has scissors in his hands. And he teases cutting Blade with the scissors before yelling out to the crowd. And he chucks the scissors. He's like, nah, this isn't fucking ECW. And I think he was referencing uh, the mass transit incident from New Jack, which oh, any, that- any hardcore wrestling fan might know about. Or if you've seen The Dark Side of the Ring with New Jack, I'm pretty sure they cover it. Where basically an underage kid lied about his age to get in a match last second, and New Jack sliced him to pieces. Uh, yeah. Like, really brutally. Like, New Jack is a total awful piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and I guess Zandig taking the the moral high ground here. Was that in ECW? Like, I thought that in was an just... ECW ring. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. I I I, I don't know if it was a televised show. It might yeah. Be a house I don't know. show or yeah. something. But was that around this time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I even I wish I'd written down. I googled it, and I'm pretty sure it was afterwards. I think that happened in '97 or '98. Uh, but if you remember, Zandig also did the spot with a a random guy coming out to music that he beat up the month before. So he's, like, trying to start a feud with New Jack. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really oh, yeah, weird. he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do think it's incredibly funny to be, like, no violence. Like, yeah, we're not <laughs> we're not the stabbing guys here after yeah. you've spent at a show going, we love ultra-violent. We are, <laughs> yeah. we are the violent guys. Hey, I'll, I'll build a pyramid of hell yeah. and put a guy through it. <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> no, this is not a shoot. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, that was literally, like, ten minutes ago, and Zandig's like, nah, we're not those guys. We're not ECW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wish you were ECW. <laughs> yeah. um, but then anyway, then Blaze gets in the ring uh, for a power bomb, which she reverses. Like uh, Zandig's going to power bomber, and then she reverses it into Alita Kenrana. And, and meanwhile, the biker is fighting Blade outside. So I'm like, I guess the biker is learning to wrestle, or might be a wrestler. <laughs> it's basically like a tornado tag between the four of them. Uh, they get in the ring, Blade and Zandig, and uh, Zandig's like bullying Blade. He shoves him. He's telling bad jokes. Uh, he's like. Yeah, people say speed kills, and then he clotheslines him, and he's like, I kill. Yeah, there's some good clothesline. Like, to be fair, they, they, <laughs> the clothesline look brutal. Like, they're not giving Rick Blade anything in this match. Like, they're no. not giving him a chance to do, like, flips, flippy shit. Um, they just want Zandig to look good. And to be fair, he does, I think, in this match. Yeah. Uh, like, it's a brutal match, but he does some incredible clotheslines, like, throughout. Yeah, and, we've seen this type, we've seen this archetype before of young, uh, small, flippy guy versus powerhouse. But you're right, yeah. Blade didn't really get enough time to shine, I don't think. And uh, whenever, like, he, he did at one point hit a, a Hurricane Rana to Zandig on the outside, which looked nice. But then immediately after, he gets hit with two share shots from the biker. 
proper chair shots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one where it's like an adult hitting like a, a teenager. <laughs> yeah. It looked because Rick Blade looks like maybe 140, 150 pounds. Like he looks very skinny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not on the wife beater juice, I would say. No, he needs he maybe needs to get on it. Start wearing <laughs> some jeans, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's the move. <laughs> uh, and Zandig chucks him through uh, some drywall and then he hits his flat back suplex to Rick Blade just on the concrete and it looked as brutal as anything. Like you just heard the splat, you know. Uh, and then he follows, he just, Blaze is sort of uh, on his back, and he just turns and grabs Lady Blaze and chucks her into a pile of chairs. I was like, holy shit, like, yeah. that actually looked pretty violent. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I really, I, I did really enjoy this match, yeah, because they are just equal opportunities, and they're doing it for the, you know, smashing that glass ceiling, literally, putting her <laughs> head through yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like, she gets involved, it's, it's, it's cool to see, and like, there's, uh, I can't remember, but I don't think there was, there was no, like, chanting from the crowd or like chanting mm-hmm. horrible stuff they were just like she was just wrestling with them and just you know going for it you're right this is a historic moment in where a woman wasn't demeaned <laughs> yeah. on camera she yeah just, like literally on C- in CZW, in CZW. Not, yeah yeah yes. there's plenty of time women have been demeaned on camera generally but in this <laughs> CZW case no honestly she is treated like sort of like an equal because she's hitting yeah. moves on Zandig and shit and she's taking bumps I think once the crowd sees you take bumps they're sort of like there's okay. a begrudging respect. Yeah. And it can be anyone. It could be like if John Dahmer took like a really brutal bump from the stage, you'd probably be like, all right, I mean, come on. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm sure some <laughs> people would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this white trash man to a crowd, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so it was back in the ring. Zandig, he, there's a table outside back. Like, it, it's funny because the one that Nick Gage broke through on the left side of the ring is just replaced magically in between matches. So Zandig, he reaches, he's on the apron, he lifts. Rick Blade to the outside and then Falcon arrows him through the table on the outside. Yeah. Which looked pretty pretty impressive and yeah. brutal. It looked yeah, I, I think I mean magic tables as ever in CZW where they just like where have they come from? Like, yeah. But yeah, it was great. I, I I to be honest, I thought all the big spots that needed to be good were mm-hmm. in this match for sure. And then so uh but the biker sets up another table and he lays Blade on top of it as Zandig climbs to the top rope. I'm maybe going for his patented top rope elbow. When out of nowhere, Wife Beater appears, killing Zandig with chair shots. Like brutal, brutal chair shots to the head from Wife Beater. Uh, and then Blade, that allows him to bring Zandig down, sets him up a table. And again, the table's legs break immediately just because Zandig's like a big guy. <laughs> yeah, there's no, Zandig <laughs> is an impossible object. There's no way he should be walking at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting him lying him flat on the table is going to destroy it. <laughs> yeah. And then, but they set up a third table, get Zandig on top, and Blade crushes Zandig to the outside with a 450 splash through the table. And the referee just counts it outside at 10 minutes, 19 seconds. Yeah, and for... Awesome um, match, I thought. Yeah, really good match. And, I, you know, I thought for a match that was, like, that long, it didn't feel like it. One of the rare occasions where a long mm-hmm. match in CZW hasn't felt... Uh, very long because I I really enjoyed it yeah and I thought there was a there was a good balance as well of, of like having the violence in it but then not just being the sole folk like not being like blood everywhere and stuff it was just people being put through drywall and tables and things like that and I, I think that Which keeps more, it fun more brutal man I don't know like I'd I'd rather maybe take one chair shot to the head and blade than like fucking go off something really high. Or take like a flat suplex on a concrete or something. Like I don't. I'm not saying chair shots to the head are good, but if it's like a one and done, like some of the shit Blade took here, and and again, Zandig's not like a safe guy, or <laughs> he's not doing things lightly. Like he's no. fucking him up, and it's just a, a brutal. Like Blade really yeah. took a beating throughout this whole match. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, but yeah, I just think there was, you know, it was it was a good match. It was it was exciting to watch, and again, you know, the nice bit of storytelling from with wife beater running in um and i did like the guy with like he had like a do-rag on like his <laughs> mate like i guess the biker yeah yeah the biker with the do-rag i was like hell yeah this guy looks co- like i want him on my side yeah. well not to do too much of a side but i don't think anyone actually bled on this show uh, maybe till later we'll see it but yeah up to this point like wife beater and nick gage were blood freeze and it didn't blade here so i don't know if that's a conscious decision or Maybe, maybe we're softcore Nick Burke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that's that. We're, we're stands. For all we know, there's like some New Jersey local news item going about like blood shortages and blood banks, and like it would be in bad taste if we played tonight. <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. Like Zandig does that moral thing he does. Um, but then Biker chases Blade to the back, and Zandig cuts a promo on Wife Beater in the ring, uh, and he says, "Yeah, why don't you bring Max? Because me and my boy here." 
I have written Jesse Case. I, I, I rewound it like three or four times. He's just yelling and he blows out the microphone. But he tries to name the biker. I'm pretty sure his name is Jesse. Uh, so until we hear further, we're just going to call him Jesse from now on. And he says, me and Jesse Case are going to beat the shit out of you. And then we get a cut. Yeah. To I work. mean, I kind of hope Wife Beater holds it a bit longer than a month. I don't want Zandig to win it immediately or whatever. Or Totally. Well, on top of that, like, fucking Zandig and Nick Gage are tag champs right now. Which yeah. I sort of forgot. But I'm like, both guys lost tonight. And they didn't even come out with their belts. So it's like, why did you give it to them and not, like, an actual tag team? Yeah, I mean, very odd. Uh, it is odd storytelling. But, like, I don't... I don't like like storytelling is so generous. Yeah, I I mean I'm giving it to I'm I'm using it for this episode because they've done a little bit of it. Like yeah. I'm got, I've got to be nice, but I don't like uh, belts changing loads. Me like neither. I like long like I I enjoy long runs. Um, I, I I don't know. I like long runs isn't what does it for me specifically, but significant changes when you're crowning a new guy when it feels like the right moment. That's yeah. what I love. I don't know. I just I, I think it just make keeps it special somewhat and things like that. Like mm-hmm. if White Peter wins it and then they're just immediately like, well, then Zandig wins it, and you're just like, oh, okay, that's not totally agreed. Yeah, no, the tenure is what makes it important. Yeah, for sure. I just say I'm not against when like a guy catches fire and you decide like, well, fuck it, we'll throw the title on this guy because it feels like a moment. Yeah, you know, I I I like when you can deviate from long term plans as well. But anyway, we cut. To the CZW Ironman Championship, uh, thankfully not an Ironman match like that random one a couple months ago, uh, Justice Payne versus TCK. Uh, and the match begins really fast with Justice Payne diving on TCK during his entrance. Uh, and then TCK just goes to immediately Irish whip just, uh, Justice Payne, but they're so fast he just throws them into these humans. <laughs> like yeah. audience members that are like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, and then immediately they go to the platform near the upper stage that Justice Payne was cutting a promo on earlier. Uh, and Justice Payne throws TCK from like that bottom platform just into the audience again. So the audience aren't even getting the heads up in this match. I think they're trying to do like a we're too fast to think about the audience thing. But I mean, audience members are just like, you know, almost getting hit left, right and center here. Yeah, it's it's very chaotic. I mean, I, yeah, it's, um, I didn't think this match was great. Like after what had just happened as well, like I thought overall this match wasn't mm-hmm. too great. I wasn't too into it. I did like that uh, it looked like he was wrestling like a knockoff Dudley boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought maybe due to like the lack of, I mean, hardcore weaponry and shit like that. Yeah. Like, all we've seen is pretty high, like, crazy bumps and table spots and whatnot. So I, I could have done with a bit of, like, barbed wire or blood or whatever, uh, seeing as it's the end here. But yeah. not to get too far ahead. Uh, back in the ring, Justice Payne controls, and he hits these, like, shin kicks to TCK's face. It's like a the kicks an untrained wrestler would do to try to look tough, but you're just cracking a guy in the face with your shins. Um, they, they go back to the outside and TCK actually springboard dives onto Justice Payne. Uh, everything TCK does looks belabored. Like he does look almost like injured or like he has a limp or something. It's yeah. There's no way any of those wrestlers in CW should be appearing once really, but especially <laughs> not twice, like twice or, or however many times in like, a night. Yeah, yeah. In a night. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. Like, mm. I don't think they're built for that. They're gassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice Payne sits two chairs facing each other and just flat power bombs TCK on it, which sounds brutal. And then as soon as TCK sits up, he just eats a chair shot to the head. It's funny because, again, due to that, like, tenure thing or the fact that he's a rookie, you can tell that people don't have a problem just fucking TCK up in a way where they might hold back a bit if it was someone else, you know? Yeah. It's almost like, oh, this guy's open season. Yeah, just proper... There's a lot of brutal chair shots. I mean, it... (laughs) Brings into sharp relief how bad that chair shot was before. But, yeah, I mean, I I don't really like watching chair shots personally, like, especially yeah. when it is brutal. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Like, yeah. I mean, we know enough at this point that we got to leave our feelings about these humans at the door <laughs> if yeah. we're going to make it funny. But, like, yeah, you, these guys are scrambling their heads every yeah. time they take one of these. It's brutal. Uh, Justice Plane cr- climbs up this scaffold near the back of the building, and he does this sort of underwhelming, like, safe dive that you can tell the fans are sort of... And, and at this point, I have written here, the fans, like, tune out almost. They're like, I think they've been there too long. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. The fans just aren't as into this. No, I think after the match before, which was like... That was like the main event match, and I just think people are... You just energyed out from being into that, because this was just like such a slow... Like momentum killer. Totally, like it wasn't 
particularly interesting to watch. Not a lot happened. Like, if you're going to do a match like this where, you know, one of them's gassed, just have it be... You have to have the barbed wire. You have to be bloody and things like that. Why, why of, wasn't the wife beater match the main event? Yeah, it, it is was absurd. the title match. Why wouldn't... Yeah, it, it, it is absolutely absurd. There's so many more matches that could have been... Mm-hmm. the they, main event than this one it's funny because CZW from its inception has held like the Iron Man title almost above the world title if you notice like that's the one where the big feuds are centered around and it yeah. seems to main event more often than not so it's just it's strange uh, I guess that's different you know <laughs> but uh, at one point TCK and Big Daddy Smooth get in this like weird shoving match and it felt almost like real like maybe Smooth yeah. like, pissed him off or something and it felt like TCK was like what, what, what the fuck did you say to me and you're like or are these guys actually fighting here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which would have been awesome. Yeah, just... finally some good action Yeah, <laughs> in this match. Uh, TCK sets up, a, I think it was the broken table earlier, where the two of the legs broke. And instead he puts the half of the broken legs on two chairs. And then like it's sort of like a ramp almost. And then Justice Pain, he lays Justice Pain on that when Smooth gets in the way uh, and sort of stops it. And then Justice Pain gets up and does like a double knees, like Meteora onto TCK through the through the table. That actually looked fucking brutal. Because there's no way for TCK to protect himself. He's just falling back with yeah. knees on his head, and you know the damage is going to his head. And then back in the ring, TCK hits a low blow. Then he sets a, and hits a superplex in the dead middle of the ring. Uh, they start brawling when Justice Pain reverses a Death Valley driver into a slicer for this weird anticlimactic win at 12 minutes, 12 seconds. I have written here, very disappointing match, I thought. Really disappointing, yeah. Like, And it, f- it felt so much longer than that main event, uh, than the, I call it the main event, mm-hmm. but than the match before. Totally. I mean, I know it was, but like, it really felt it. Like those, the, the match before went in a breeze, but this was like, it, I was starting to tune out as well. Like, I, I just, it just was very boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to see how long the, yeah. So it's crazy that all three of the last matches of this card were, more than five minutes shorter than that Trent Acid McBurk match. Yeah, I'm like, why did the, why was that match so goddamn long? Um, so anyway, the match ends. Uh, Justice Payne gets upset at some woman in the crowd, and then randomly gets in her face, and he keeps yelling, "Why are you here? Why are you out here?" And I thought it was an audience member, so I was like, "Wow, this is really fucked up and like uncomfortable." Yeah, I was like, "Have they just recorded a, a mental breakdown? Like <laughs> what? Like it was it was very strange because it's just kind of like." out of nowhere and and i didn't recognize the woman or anything and and, and she starts no selling but acting flirty like she's wearing like a robe yeah like a flasher's jacket it's very strange yeah, yeah. and she's like oh i'm gonna show you my tits justice yeah like, she's like are you wearing mad. what are you wearing? like yeah what what are you here why and then instead of showing her tits she reveals a lobo shirt whoa and then you cue the music at uh, lobo's terrible shitty music and he enters on a giant scaffolding, like it's one of the fucking, one of the ones with wheels. It's fucking awesome. Like it rule. Like it does fucking rule. I mean, it's very funny as well because he, it's obviously meant to be like threatening, but he's going at the same speed as you know that bit in Austin Powers when he's on the roller and he's just like, yeah. he's just like, he's like ducked down as well, sort of like driving it, like it's going really fast, but it's just like, yeah. But it's fucking awesome. And it he's rules. got the venom shirt. And he's sort of like, it's like he's on a tank. Like he's yelling at the at Justice yeah. Payne from the top of the scaffold. <laughs> it's awesome. It was a great entry. It, it's maybe the best CCW entrance we've seen so far. Yeah, and this is sort of like, obviously the crazy stuff in CCW is like a, a lot to do with violence, but also just obscene stuff like this. Yes. Just a man driving a construction thing that maybe, I don't know how, Z- like Zandig won in a poker game. He knows like, how can I, how, <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how can I use this in CCW? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, as if this wasn't enough, Lobo like reaches over the scaffold and puts a noose around Justice Payne's neck. And you can tell they're trying to do a thing where they lift the scaffold and yeah. hang him from the noose. But the noose was like three times too long. <laughs> I mean, I guess they wanted to... It, it was good, I guess they wanted to make it... I Like, it made it look unrealistic and like obviously thingy, but... Like that could have been very dangerous as well. To be fair, that totally. that idea of what was going on, but yeah, because the noose is a bit long, and and things like that. Like, thankfully, n- nothing bad happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just wild. Like, what a wild idea. No, no kidding. And then for some reason, Lobo brings this random woman with the shirt onto the lift, 
and then they raise the lift <laughs> yes. to try to choke Justice Payne. Yeah. And Justice Payne instead climbs up onto the onto the scaffold. So they're like literally like so close to the roof, they have to like almost duck their heads down or else their heads hit the roof. And they start doing this brawl with this woman who's just on the platform as well. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's like, why do you bring her up there? It's very, I mean, it's awesome. Like it is awesome. Like uh, it's, it's cr- crazy to have, I don't know if it's legal to have done, for them to have done that. <laughs> no. Like in there, like just, just bringing that. But yeah, they raise it really high. And Lobo does a spot where he climbs into the ceiling, much like the month before. And he drops from the ceiling an elbow onto the lift on yeah. Justice Payne, which I'm like, man, that's fucking dangerous. Uh, and then they just lo- they lower the lift because they realize it would be too high, like about halfway. And then he just tosses Justice Payne into the ring like a sack of garbage. Yeah. And that actually was a pretty cool visual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like this was, this really, I'm I'm glad, really glad this happened because the match was bad, mm-hmm. but this was like a really nice, exciting end because it was just fucking awesome. Totally, yeah. And and Lobo cuts a promo. He's holding the title, and he's like, "Next month, it's you versus me in a steel cage." Yeah. Which I can't wait. I a hundred percent. It cuts off a bit as well, which is a it shame. Just like it just cuts off to blue, and I'm like, "No, don't cut off Venom. Like, what are you doing?" The last four minutes of this video is just a blue screen. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, so Ben, what what is your overall assessment of September Slam? So uh, I'm not gonna break the Fable two star yet, but I think this is like 1.75. I think I have to save the two star for when there's commentary as well, because there needs to be room to grow. But like a, a genuine huge upswing in quality from from last week's. Well, you know we have given the Up in Flames was a two star. Oh, uh, was it? Not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I was sort of looking at that as the ceiling. Oh, now you all now you remember what stars <laughs> you gave, but before you were like, I, I edited it yeah. earlier today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One point seven five for me. That's fair. I I was gonna keep it at two. A part of me wanted to go higher, but I just feel like. Given what CCW is meant to be with the ultra-violent thing, and none of these matches were particularly violent, and I did, I would have liked to see a bit more insanity, maybe a bit of fire, maybe a call, call me, you know. Yeah, and I think when it's consistently like this, like this, this looked so much better because of the dog shit that came last week. Yeah. Like, we'll see what happens next week, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyable, and probably the first time, even when I did enjoy it, that I came out of came out of the wrestling event going, man, I'm excited for the future of CZW. Totally. Yeah, this felt like the most important uh, storyline or narrative direction episode of the company. And and like we said, I mean, seeing them do commentary and then drop it and shit like that is infuriating. But compared to last week, just booking-wise, and again, this wasn't a well-booked show. Two out of seven is a bad rating. But it just... <laughs> it, it looked, just to clarify, yeah, <laughs> 1.75 is not good. <laughs> but it, it did a lot of things right compared to the last uh, however many episodes. And, and I think it's a step in the right direction. And let's see this cage match next week. I can't wait. All right, everyone. Well, you've been listening to the Comics in the Combat Zone. Keep it tuned to the Wrestling Brain Network. And thank you so much for listening. I've been Jordan Ducharme. And I've been Ben Stead. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>